Welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode is answering your questions that you have submitted to me through Instagram. So I did answer them on Instagram, as you guys probably know, those of you who ask questions, but now I want to go a little more in depth and actually bring my sister along uh, as well to get her perspective. So I thought it would be a great way to just dig in deeper and cover these questions um, to the extent that that would help you guys best. So enjoy this episode. All right, Ray, you ready? Come a little closer. So let's start with... All right, there's a lot of questions. Let's start with how to not miss my girlfriend so much. This is one of the new ones submitted. Um, I mean, I, I guess it, it depends on, you know, what your relationship is with her. Is that like a long-distance thing? Are you... Um, you know, are you guys not spending enough quality time together? I would address why why it is that you're missing them so much, you know, if you are still with them and not broken up. Um, so if you are missing her and you're together, maybe that's an issue of spending more quality time and that would help. If you're, if you're broken up, you know, and this is your ex-girlfriend, then I would say it's time to move on and put your focus on either someone else or something else, most likely something else, just to get yourself back in a place, the place of being single confidently and, and maybe have a hobby that you're focused on to, to put that energy towards. Anything? Do you have anything? This is kind of a bland question, but like... I also thought of it in a different way. They possibly could be spending too much time with them and need mm. to have their own, like, separate life. Like, their separate friends, their um, hobbies and other oh, things like that. that they do. Um, so they're not just with their girlfriend all the time. And when they're not, it's like weird and they miss them too much. Yeah. All right. So have more independence. Yeah. Or check yourself. See if you, are you guys codependent in the relationship? Because if that's the case, then most likely you're not, you know, you're spending too much time when you really need to have your own life. I always say like, it's important to have your own your own life and be your own person and not just assume, you know, your partner's your other half. You're a full person. You're both are full people. Have your own lives, have your own things going on for you. And then that way you can miss them in a healthy way. All right. Next conversation. I mean, next question. (laughs) Starting the conversation is not much of a big deal, but when y'all know everything, it's like dot, dot, dot. Let me read this. <laughs> Starting the conversation is not much of a big deal. But when y'all know everything, it's like, I don't know. Skip. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. 
What if you are in a long distance relationship for years and it starts to get boring and y'all talk less? All these y'alls. <laughs> um, I mean, if it's getting boring, you have to work at it and ask yourself, what, what can I do to spice things up? What can I do to make the relationship different or bring something into it that's new? I think uh, novelty is something that keeps relationships exciting and attractive, keeps you guys attracted to each other. So you have to, especially with a long-term relationship, work on that. And my personal take is that relationships are work. They're not always easy, especially long-distance ones. So you really have to think outside the box in terms of why is it boring? What's making it boring right now? And what would the opposite, you know, based on it being boring, what do you want it to be? And what's the first step you could do to, to get there? What would you say about long-term relationships getting boring? I don't know. Nothing? All right, move on to the next one. How do you fix your negative beliefs? I mean, this is something I cover with my clients um, in terms of removing emotional blocks. So when I'm coaching, when I'm coaching guys over the phone and I have you know, a client I'm working with, we address the negative belief specifically to him. So it really depends on what your negative belief is, but just having the general understanding that you create your beliefs yourself and most of them begin with the way you talk to yourself and the things you tell yourself. Um, Because I always say it starts with self-talk because the things we feed ourselves constantly will subconsciously become our internal beliefs, right? And that becomes a subconscious thing. The more we repeat a certain thing or the more we experience certain things, it becomes our underlying belief structure. And subconsciously, we just go through life Um, with that underlying belief and just automatically respond according to that belief. So in order to change them, which is totally possible, um, it's a matter of reprogramming yourself by sort of brainwashing yourself into a positive mindset. So you want to know what you want to believe. Based on that negative belief, what do you want to change it to? So first is the awareness of where am I, where do I want to be? And then it's programming yourself by either repeated verbalization of that new belief or by journaling, writing down that new belief, seeing it from a different perspective, which is your physical eye versus your mind's eye, Um, talking to people, having conversations about what you want to believe versus the negative one. So it's really just in in that sense, the repetition of replacing that negative with what you want to believe in. What would you say? Um, I also think you should figure out where that negative belief is coming from. Mm. If it's coming from a past relationship or from like your childhood, maybe seeing your parents act a certain way or um, just the people around you. Yeah. And that's true. Like going back to how I work with my clients, like you, it takes a matter of understanding it. Like the awareness is the most important part of like, where am I right now? And based on knowing, you know, what the belief is, in order to remove the block, you have to, you, that's exactly it. Like you have to understand where it comes from. And a lot of my clients will go, I'll take them through a process of like bringing them back to when they were eight to 12 years old. And there's usually an experience that began that negative belief within that age range, because that's when your brain develops, is most susceptible to, to, um, being conditioned and your conditioning usually stops around 12 years old. So every time, like when it comes to removing something, you know, you go through life with that conditioned behavior until you look at it and remove it. So, um, yeah, if this is, if you have a specific thing, feel free to reach out to me and I'd love to help you through that. 
Next question. Is a kiss on the first date a must? You go first. I don't think it's a must, but it's important for um, guys to make some type of move. Like for me, I would prefer a kiss on the first date. Um, But I guess every girl's different. Yeah. I would say you have to read her body, like make sure that she's ready for a kiss. Yeah. Um, Don't just make it a rule in your own head, like I need to kiss her. You have to know how she's feeling. Like what does she look? What are you, you know, what signs is she giving you? Um, I'll often tell my clients, like, look for three obvious signs before going in for the kiss. Because usually women give off major signs when Uh we want to be kissed. Like, we'll make it so obvious. But you guys have to look for that, you know. Um, So I would say the same thing with you. Like, I I like a kiss on the first date because it also gives you that sense of, are we, do we have chemistry? Uh And it feels good to, like, to leave that date knowing, okay, we have chemistry, we had good conversation, we had this and that, because chemistry is so important. And sometimes you kiss someone, feel nothing, and you don't want to feel that on the third date. You feel like you wasted time. Um, I mean, I don't feel like any date is like a waste of time. I think you learn from everyone and every experience, but still, it's like you want to kind of understand right away if you have chemistry. But always make sure she's ready for it. All right, next question. If I'm doing something and the girl is comfortable but others around her are not, is it okay to do it? So I'm guessing this has to do with PDA. (laughs) (coughs) Can we cut that out? No, just go. Um, If I'm doing something and the girl is comfortable but others around her are not, is it okay if I do it? Depends what it is, and I think it is PDA. I mean, I mean that's how I would take it's it. It's PDA. It's to a certain extent, I guess it's okay. But if you're really making people around you uncomfortable, and you're noticing that they're uncomfortable, then do I, you really want to be doing? Yeah, why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just that question in itself, and the uncertainty you have around it. I would just say, don't do it. <laughs> And I would say you know that you probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I think you're just trying to get our permission on here to do something weird. <laughs> like, or two out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say if you can't do it in front of everyone, don't do it. You know? Yeah. Uh, what are, what is your thoughts on a guy, on guys getting involved with older women? Um, my thoughts are just be prepared that older women you know, sometimes have kids and have been through life experiences that you're not even close to experiencing yet. Um, Women especially mature a lot quicker than men. So an older woman is not going to put up with your bullshit. She's just, it's a different, she's on a whole different level from you. So unless you're really ready to own your shit and, you know, not be one of those guys who just thinks he knows it all, but be a guy who really owns up to his faults and owns up to his shit and is willing to work through it and willing to, you know, support her as well. And I think there's a lot, um, you know, there's a lot to say about being a, a very, being in a very mature state, like very overly mature state, really have to work on yourself in order to get involved with an older woman and have it be a healthy uh, matching relationship in terms of where you're both at. Not saying that all women, all older women are mature and like amazing, um, amazing communicators, but it's just, you know, be aware of that, that fact. Would you say anything else? No, it's pretty much it. And also like, don't be ashamed of being with an older woman. Like if you guys hit it off and you have a really good relationship, don't worry about, 
you know, the fact that she's older, just understand the consequences or um, the repercussions that come along with it versus like she may want kids quicker or, you know, um, so you just have to be ready for that. All right. Next question. I like a girl. I've started talking to her a little bit. I sense she has a boyfriend. What should I do now? I like a girl. I've started talking to her a little bit, but I sense she has a boyfriend. What should I do now? Um, did you ask her? (laughs) I mean, like if you're talking to a girl and like for a certain amount of time, you should like, is this question asking if she's lying? Like he thinks she's lying. She has a boyfriend. I mean, I would just upfront ask her, are you seeing anyone? Because sometimes, sometimes women and men will, will lie and just, or not even lie, like kind of like a white lie and just not telling them, not outwardly telling the person I'm seeing someone. And sometimes all it takes for you to, to directly ask, are you dating any men? Are you dating any other men? Mm -hmm. Um, or are you talking to any other men? Like, what does that mean? Like, are you mm-hmm. like, are you actually going on dates with them? Are you like sexually active with them? And maybe you're not at the point to ask her that type of question. But the more direct you are, the the more of a direct answer you're gonna get. Yeah. So I would just find out. Like, if it you know if it's bothering you and you're really sensing that, I would find out by being direct and assertive and asking. Um, I think men in general need to be more assertive in their questioning. Um, because it could be pretty frustrating if you ask general questions and get a general answer back. You're not really getting the answer you need. So you're not you're not really putting it to bed. You're just floating around the issue again. So be direct in your questioning in order to know what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, totally broken. Next question. Totally broken as I was emotional and attached, but she was opposite. I'm um, not sure if there's a beginning part of this. Oh, um. or maybe that's just, no, I think it's just, that's it. Okay. So you were, I assume that you guys broke up. You were super attached and she was ready to move on and now you're heartbroken. Um, I would just say there's only up from there. (laughs) (laughs) You can only get better. (laughs) I mean, no, I mean, heartbreak sucks and it's painful. And I think it's just, you know, as I mentioned before, you have to, knowing that she felt the opposite, she's not emotionally attached to you, you need to, you need to move forward. You need to take time to feel sad and, you know, that's fine that you feel sad and that you're heartbroken, that's normal and just give yourself that, like it's okay to feel sad right now, but don't dwell on it and don't sit there in the, in the brokenness, you know, and just keep talking about it to people. Do something about it. You know, what's your next move? What do you want now in your life? Mm-hmm. Who do you, like what did you gain from that relationship and what wasn't working for you in that relationship and how can that help you better your future? All right. Next question. Um, what are the easiest ways to get her attention? Easiest ways. I mean, is this like when you're with someone, dating someone, or like someone? Yeah, I don't know. Never met. Like it depends. It depends, but let's give a situation. Let's let's do the situation of. Because most of these guys are single, so like let's do the situation of um, 
just getting a random woman's attention? Um, basically, I would say um, find a common... Commonality? Yeah. I always say look at your environment and look at whatever you guys are doing like, and ask questions about it, around it. Um, so if you're, you know, if you're in a certain place, you can ask a question based on the place you're in or like what's going on or like, you know, what food they're serving or, you know, does she, does she always come here? Like depending on whatever event it is or whatever. So like think about common environment and think of common, um, like whatever you're doing in the situation. Like if, I don't know, it's an example of like, like if you're, if you're at a concert, you know, talk about, talk about the, talk about the music, like go over, see if she wants to get food with you. Like, I don't know. It depends. I don't know where I'm really going with this. (laughs) What? I got nothing. nothing. Sometimes we just don't have much for you. (laughs) Yeah. I put all this out. I don't edit anymore. (laughs) <laughs> it's fine, right? It's a podcast. She's getting all nervous that I'm talking. All right. So the easiest ways to get her attention, guys, pretty much just ask her good questions. I think like in general, not enough of you ask questions um, pertaining to her. It's more so drawing attention to yourself and talking about yourself a little too much. So just focus on asking better questions. And that way you have to be a better listener. So, you know, the first thing she says to you, try to like dig into what she's, dig into what she's trying to like bring into the conversation and ask a question around that. Don't just come up with your own questions that have nothing to do with what she's saying. Next question. How do you deal with the thoughts of past relationships? I would say if it's negative, think about what, how you grew from that relationship, um, regardless of what occurred during it, and go on from there. And if it's positive and you just keep thinking about, oh, all the great things I had with that person, even though you're not together anymore, um, then just try to focus on what you're doing now that will make you as happy as you were during those times. Yeah. So like pinpointing the emotion they felt in the relationship and like, Uh how can you replicate it? Yeah. And that's really it guys. Like we do everything based on emotion. Like we chase certain emotions. So like, you stop doing that. It's making noise. Um, we chase certain emotions. So if you know like what, how you felt in a relationship and you know, you want to feel that way again, ask yourself, okay, what can I do now that I'm single to give that to myself? Um, cause that's when you fall in that place of feeling like only a relationship can give this to me or only women can give this to me. And then you have a hard time, um, you know, leaving a woman if she's not good for you. Cause then you freak out and you're like, I can't give this to myself. Like I need a woman to give this to me. And the, the truth is like, we can give, whatever we need to ourselves. Like we don't need, we're a whole person, as I said. So always remember that. Like you never have to settle just based on the fact that you need someone in order to survive. Like you have yourself and the right woman will make you better, not complete you. She makes you better. Um, what do you think about jealousy in a relationship? I would say jealousy, I would say jealousy is healthy. To a certain extent. extent. Ah, jinx, yummy soda. Actually, I don't drink soda. Decaf coffee from McDonald's. 
Um, yeah, it's healthy to a certain extent because if you're not jealous, and I said this on Instagram, like if you feel indifferent about the person, that's not good because that just means like, <laughs> like I don't care when someone's like, when your partner's like, whatever, fuck it, I don't care. Like yeah. that's a lot worse than being angry at you, than yeah. showing sadness towards you. When you just have your hands up and you're like, fuck it, whatever, that's when you know, you know, that's a that's detrimental to your relationship and it's probably about to end so you always want like to make sure there's a little tad bit of jealousy in it but um but not to the point where you know you can't function you can't hang out with your friends or your partner gets mad at you or there's all these secrets or like you there's an invasion of privacy you know there's there's certain ways you know when it's when the line is crossed all right um should men strive to retain a degree of mystery when dating in a long-term relationship or when married Yes, I would say at all times. And it kind of goes with what you just said, like the jealousy. Like, I feel like that goes along with having um, some independence and like having your separate time away from each other. Like, girls like when you do other things. So, because there's that mystery, because it's like, oh, I know that they like to do this and this, but I'm not with them during all of those times. And so, that leaves her thinking like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. I wonder, mm-hmm. like, not in a bad way, but um, because there's that space and that mystery, like, it keeps them going. Yeah. And and wanting to be with each other again. Yeah. At the end of the day. It's kind of like, it goes back to the, we always want what we can't have. Yeah. So, like, if we can't have a partner at all times during the day, it makes us crave them more. Yeah. And, like, it makes them more attractive because, like, we desire them more because mm-hmm. they're... We know we can't always have them when we want. That's why, like, whenever someone's, like, all up in your face all the time, you're like, all right, like, give me, you know, yeah. give me space. And um, and it becomes this thing where it's just not no longer attractive because there's no mystery to them. Like, you know mm-hmm. too much. And that's just, like, think about, like, the early, early stages of dating. Like, it's so attractive. They call it the honeymoon phase for a reason. Like, it's so exciting because you're learning so much about the person, about things you didn't know. And, like, yeah. you're exploring the person. And in order to, I think, like, a healthy relationship is to have that exploration throughout the whole thing. But it takes work along the way once you know the person a lot, you know. So it's good to get into new hobbies, make new friends, do things outside of what you do with your partner. All right, next one. Um, just separated. Oh, this was the one in the beginning of that last one just separated she doesn't want to continue I gave my everything but she said no eight years of marriage totally broken as I was emotionally attached but she was opposite okay go back I think she said no eight years of marriage I think it's like what you said like the first time around when we were talking about this where Mm -hmm. it's like you had eight years so go through those eight years and do a little analysis of like what was going really well in the marriage to have it last eight years. Right. right? And also eight years is a long time. Like you must have done something right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So look back and be proud of yourself for like keeping that relationship that long, but maybe it wasn't meant to be in the end. And um, I'm sure you grew from, eight years of being with that person and you could take the negatives and take the positives into um, your life now and your new relationships. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's just knowing where do you want to put your your focus on. If she's made her decision already and there's really nothing, like you tried everything and it's just, it's over, then it's where are you going to put your mind now? Like instead of dwelling on this and feeling either sorry for yourself or feeling bad about the situation or bad, like feeling bad about what happened, it's what's done is done, right? So it's time to, it's time to move forward. So what are you going to do? All right, next question. Is it a bad thing to keep in touch with an ex even though you aren't getting together? I would say, yeah. I would say, what's the point? Like, is it bad to keep in touch with an ex even though they're not getting back together? Even though you're not getting back together? I mean, why? Yeah. Like, what's the point of that? What's the benefit? Like, how is it benefiting you? How is it benefiting her? Um, I mean, also depends. Maybe you were close friends before and dated for a very brief time. Yeah. Like Maybe you're married and now you have kids, so you need to communicate because you have kids. Exactly. I feel like there are certain circumstances where, yeah, maybe you could continue to be friends, but I feel like most of the time the answer would be no because it it wouldn't be good for either of you. Yeah. I think it depends on the amount of time you're, like, giving them. Yeah, that too. Like, is it a Christmas card once a year, or is it you're calling each other once a week? Like, what's, uh-huh. you know, and and also dependent on what we just said, the situation at hand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would ask yourself why. Like, why is it important? Why am I keeping in touch with this person? Why is it important to me or beneficial to me? Um, but, yeah. When we're short on money, how do we express that our partner, how do we express that to our partner in the best way? So when we're as in men, when us men are short on money, how do we express that to our female partner in the best way? I would say um, be honest with them, let them know, but also tell them what you're doing about it and how you're going to fix the problem and how you're working, um, you're working towards it, towards making it better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like just, it's okay to be honest. And I think a lot of guys freak out about honesty in terms of like financial problems because they just want to act like everything's always on the, on the up, but sometimes it's not. And it's good to be honest with her and, you know, let her know that things are, things are tight and you can't spend on certain things, but also let her know, you know, what's your, what's your plan around it? You know, do you, do you plan to do anything about that to, so that you're in a different financial spot? Um, and I think that's the best way to communicate, especially to a woman, because um, we find security in that conversation around money. And it's not necessarily that you're providing for us, but it's just like a secure man is a man who has his finances in order. Like we just see that as a secure man um, financially, which is very important in a relationship. Most of, most relationships end because of finances. So it's just being honest about it, but also having a plan and communicating that plan to her. Next question. What would a woman think if she encounters a guy who's 29 and has not had any girlfriends in his life? So this one, um, this one is really, you know, as I said on Instagram, it's, she's going to be suspicious uh-huh. of you. It is just is like, that's the nature of being 29 and having no girlfriends. Like a woman's going to think, you know, what's wrong with you that no one wanted to date you until yeah. you were 29. Uh, the first thing I think of is why. Yeah. Because to me, that sounds a bit odd. Yeah. It's just not the social norm. So Uh what really is going to help you in this situation, 
the most is having confidence in explaining to her why this is. So, you know, like Ree said, she's going to think why. Um, that's going to be the the main shocking question. And it's just how you communi- how you communicate back to her the why is going to give her the confidence or the reassurance mm-hmm. that you're not you're not crazy, you're not weird, you're not, you know, any of this or that or um but yeah, I think just having confidence explaining to her explaining to her why, like what was your reasoning? And it doesn't matter what the reasoning is, it's the confidence that comes behind your explanation. Mm-hmm. Just reassuring her like I'm a great guy, I'm worthy of your time regardless of whether I have girlfriends or not. Exactly. Right. Next question is, if your partner is breaking up with you so many times, but still she's coming back, is that love? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. She is not worth your time. (laughs) Leave her, please. (laughs) um, Breaking up with you so many times, but coming back. She seems pretty insecure, and she seems that, like, she knows that she you are not the right person for her, but then ends up going back because she she just doesn't know how to change things in her life, I feel like. Yeah. And I don't think that's good for anyone. No, it's not good for her because she's just repeating a pattern she knows isn't right for her and she's going to suck you into it, so that's not good for you um, because you're also wasting emotional space on someone who's not clear about you or not. You want someone, you want a woman who's clear about caring about you and wanting you, mm-hmm. right? You want a woman who knows she wants to be with you, not a woman who's uncertain. And, you know, you wait, you use up a lot of your emotional energy on someone like that when maybe underneath it all, you know it's not going to go anywhere, but you're just, you enjoy the love that comes, the caring that comes with it. But you have to understand in the long term, it's not, it's not good for you. Um, so no, that's, I wouldn't say that's love. All right, here's this one. Single moms, how to find the good one of the bad that are out there who won't ruin my life. (laughs) So this is the mindset issue here. No, I would say you want to be the person. The good one out of the bad, out, out of the bad that are out there. Who won't ruin my life. a very negative way of putting it. Yeah. Like, why Why is it out of the bad? Why can't it be a great one out of the all of the good single moms? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's... Just I, how it's worded, yeah. yeah, is very... Like, I, like, how you word the question, I can tell you have a negative mindset around women more so than a positive one. And you have to understand that you attract who you are, who you... Exactly, that's gonna... From looking at that, it seems like... You're only gonna attract one of one of the, the ones bad that will ruin your life. <laughs> single moms, yeah. yeah. If if you're thinking of it that way, then that's who you're going to attract. So I would say, figure out what you want in a woman, and figure out the type of woman you want, and start attracting that instead of having the thought, "Oh, there's so many bad ones. I need to find one good one." Mm-hmm. Focus on exactly what you want in the woman. And then start attracting that that type of single mom. Yeah. And really what it takes to, you know, you might hear like start attracting. You're like, how the fuck do I do that? And it it really is about focus. Like think about there's a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. And it's the part that focuses on what you want to 
focus on. It's the part that helps you focus. So when you get a new car and you see it everywhere on the road the week you get a new car, you're like, oh shit, everybody has this car now. And it's not necessarily that everyone has the car. They always had the car. It was always there. You were just, your reticular activating system was not focused on it. But because you now bought the car and you had an experience with the car and it, the car was on your mind, then you it came about in your present reality in front of you. And it's the same thing with women. It's the same thing with everything in life. People forget this. But it's like whatever you place focus on um, continually, again and again, you will only start seeing those things. You know, it's just like people who are depressed look at life like, you know, everyone's so horrible to me. Everyone's so you know, everything is bad. Like how could they just find ways to find the bad out of everything? And a, and a regular, or not a regular, like a common, somewhat positive person would be like, why are you so down? Like life's not that bad. And it's just all based on perception. But perception comes from our mindset and what we feed ourselves subconsciously. So I would really tell yourself, you know, a different story when it comes to women. Like, what do you want to believe? Do you want to believe there's so many bad women out there? Do you want to believe there's so many good women out there? And you're like, you're trying to, you have to choose among all these great women. You know, that's a, that's a different way of looking at it. And by focusing on it and looking at it that way in your, in your mind, that will translate to your external reality, external reality. So um, just like with the car situation, it's the same with women. So change the way you think about women and the women you actually see will change. All right, next question. How do I get back a friendship with a female? Do I let them come to me or should I approach? It depends. It depends on how long that friendship was and how long ago it ended. Mm-hmm. Let them come back to me or should I approach? I mean, if they're not coming back to you and you are really missing that friendship and feel like it could create value to your life and hopefully hers, then I would say approach her, but make sure you do it in the right way, in a respectful way. and Yeah, like if not, she needed space or something, give her her space. Exactly. And not to, like not in, in, in an aggressive way where she feels like attacked or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would even ask like, cause some women, some women say I need some time and guys like think that's a day. Like I've had experience today. I talk to guys and they're like, well, she said she needed time, but that was like a few days ago. And I'm like, that could mean a month. Yeah, yeah, like that could exactly. mean two months. So like I, going back to, to the direct questioning, um, you know, it depends like why, why you want this friendship. Does she want this friendship again? Like are there indicators she wants to be your friend again? and share something and you know did she ask for space how much space do you think she needs um and then when all that is said and done then you can then you could go approach her again you know if you know it's safe to approach her or if you need to be in the place of you let me know when you're ready to build our friend or when you're ready to see me again like then take it that route and then that gives her the freedom to to come to you when she's ready so it's really dependent on the situation but there's many options um to go about it All right. I'm not going to do this one. Um, do you think monogamy is the best route for one's life? This is very personal. 
Yeah, I feel like it really depends on the person. Yeah. Like, it, the best route for one's life is the best route for their life. So I exactly. don't know. I don't know who the person is, who you are, um, if you're asking for yourself. Um, it's really like what you want, what you, what you need in a relationship, what you crave sexually, what your sexual needs are. Yeah. Um, you know, how much space you need between a partnership. Like maybe, maybe you do need a partnership of more than one person so that you can pull back and like do your own thing for some period of time and then re-enter it again. Like I don't know what you're after or what your needs are. But um, but yeah, I think it depends. Like, it's just it's hard to you know we had that whole monogamy talk the other day. We were like, oh, like my brain was hurting after because I'm like, it's so, like, are humans meant to be monogamous? I don't know. For some, I guess there are, but even for those, I think it's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Just based on, I think. I think what makes it hard is the the novelty aspect of like the mystery in the relationships. I really think that's the hardest part. Like we get mm-hmm. bored easily yeah. with people, with one person. Cause it's like me and my girlfriends have this talk all the time. Like one dick. For, we were saying this too the other day, like one dick for the rest of my life. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's just like a crazy thought. Cause it's like, how can I just be with one more person for my entire life? Like that thought is like scary and kind of freaks us out. Um, Freaks some women yeah. out. It freaks me out. At a certain out, point, like, it's like you know everything about them. What else is there to to wonder about? Yeah, yeah. And it's like I always think of it. Like I personally think of it. Like, like we need the mystery because it would be like Groundhog Day for us. Like you wake up and do the same shit yeah. and expect everything every it's day. Just, it gets. And if you boring. were to live that life, it would just drive you fucking insane. So it's like being with a, being in a relationship that's the same like all the time, I think that's that's when people go and crave adventure, crave um crave to cheat because it gives them they're not they're not wanting to cheat. They just want that excitement factor in their life. Um so that's when things get more tempting to go down that route because there's no there's a lack of mystery and novelty in the relationship. So I would say above everything, I think it's important to keep yourself moving forward and growing in your own life so that you're experiencing changes and you're fulfilling that part of you where you where you're experiencing new things on a regular basis but also between your relationship and just keeping in touch with your partner on that of like how are we both growing individually and how are we both experiencing different things together just so that there's some sort of spark and um you know just different things going on Um, okay, let's do this one. Really? All right. Um, okay, so this is a long one. If I don't label yet feel queer, how do I bring that up with a potential woman partner? Would they be prone to thinking that they couldn't trust me and that significantly decreases my chances at a beneficial relationship? These things just don't go away. I would want honesty at all times too. So it's a long question. So first and foremost, you need to be completely honest with someone, especially in this situation. Um, if you're very, if you're, you feel something strong for this woman, I think it's important to let her know about this pretty quickly. 
Um, what would you say pretty quickly is? I mean, it def- it depends how fast you move in a relationship. I would say, well, what would you say as far as? Would you say before sex? Not necessarily. So like they would have sex and then he would say, I'm not sure. Or maybe sex with her would help you become more sure. I mean, she's like around special... the time you're starting to have sex, I would say. Because then that means you're getting serious with this person. And mm-hmm. like you're letting them know how you feel about your sexuality. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I'm not exactly sure what he means by couldn't trust me. If they couldn't trust me. Um, like, does that mean with, what did, what did I say before? Because you thought, thought of it as something else. And yeah, I know, we both it. had different takes on that. Um, maybe, like, trust about what his sexuality was. I think it's, like, I think we were saying how if he's unsure of his sexuality, um. Oh, couldn't trust him with staying with her if he yeah. ended up being gay. Yeah. Um, I, but then I think. But then that goes for any me, relationship too. Exactly. And then we also talked about trust with just cheating, like in general. Like cheating with a guy? Yeah. Yeah, which also goes with any relationship. Uh-huh. Um, so it really I mean, yeah, like you're saying like and that significantly decreases my chances at a beneficial relationship. Like I mean, these these issues, the issue of trust is with any sort of relationship. Exactly. It's not just with, you know, someone who's unsure about their sexuality. But I would sh- I would say like I understand the feelings just don't go away. So maybe you would be attracted to both men and women for the rest of your life, but it's just like I think it's just like with any heterosexual person, like I'll always be attracted to multiple men. It doesn't mean I'm going to take action on my attraction towards them. Um, And it's just communicating with your partner, you know, giving them reassurance in various ways that you are committed to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would also say that, like Ree said, like it's good to to put that out there first and foremost, like try to get that conversation out there as soon as you can. Um, Once you're in that place, you're comfortable to explain this to them, but also not to far down the road where you've been sexually active with them for months and they don't know yeah, this. Yeah, that's um, definitely too far. Yeah, because some women will be a little unsure about you if you're unsure about yourself. Like, that that might be a thing where she's just not as attracted. Um, then it's going to, you know, you have to not take that as, a, as an offense to yourself. But some women would not care. Mm-hmm. Like, some women would, would be totally fine with that 100% and still find you just as attractive. Exactly, so... I think if the person, if I think it's important to tell them quickly because if the person is like, I'm totally not into that, that's not okay, and ends things with you, then that's just not the right woman for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you want like an open-minded woman, mm-hmm. woman and also a woman who's very, you know, confident in that sexual realm of exploration, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to all that, that um, all that stuff. So... 
So yeah, I wish you I wish you the best on this. I know that could be that could be difficult and probably confusing right now for you, but but yeah, I would just say don't let it get too far into your head. You know, you're not much different from any other relationship. It's all the same concerns. It's just it's just the aspect of like have that conversation sooner than later. You know, it can only it would help you. Um regardless of whether the relationship continued or not, it would still help you to get it out sooner than later in my in my opinion. And Rees. So I'm going to ignore all these random ones that are, how are you? Miss you? Hi. (laughs) The pierogies done. Queen. I like you. How are you? Miss you. Love vibes. (laughs) Let's make six figures this year. Okay. I can can do that. (laughs) All right. So that is it. Um, Not sure what that is. I had some weird questions on here. Um, anyway, that's it guys. I hope this helped you, um, getting it, getting perspective from two, uh, two different women, but also sisters. So maybe we do have the same. (laughs) No, but, um, but regardless, I hope it, you got value from it and it helped you out. And I am always here to answer your questions. I love answering them. So if you're not on Instagram, head over to Steph Ganowski and, um, next time I do a Q and A, feel free to just drop your question in there. And even if you do have a question, just shoot me a DM and you know, slide in my DMs. I'd be happy to help you with anything that's going on. And just so you guys know, I always offer a complimentary call for starters, You know, if you've never spoken with me before. And we can work through whatever, wherever you are in your current situation and your relationship with yourself or with women and where do you want to be. And just I can help you get totally clear on that because if you're not clear on it, you know, where you are now, then you can't get to where you want to be. So let's make an awesome, let's prepare for an awesome 2020. Oh my God, this is going to be a great year, but let's prepare so that it is a great year. Woo! And um, thanks, Ray, for being on the episode. I appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. Appreciate it as always. And that's it, guys. Have an amazing day, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.